Hi everyone and welcome back to Unraveling Patriarchy episode 4. I know we've been gone for a while but we are back with so much more content planned out for you and I am particularly excited about this episode because it's something that's so close to my heart. Our theme for January is healthy relationships. I know the first thing that comes to people's minds when we talk about healthy relationships often romantic relationships particularly because the idea of well uh cis hetero couples is so romanticized in our media but relationships are so much more than that you know they can be about yourself with uh, your family with your siblings with your friends with the world around you you know be it the natural world politics even in intangible things and today we're going to be talking about something that I think we all have very important relationships with good or bad and that is food uh, it's something that's a huge part of pakistani society and i think zira will agree when i pass on pass it on to her in a minute don't worry she's still here it's okay i'm just quiet <laughs> and i think it's going to be really important for us to get into the way we see food as pakistanis the way we deal with it the way we deal with talking about it and the role that plays within our social fabric as a society so zira if you just want to give us a little quick mm-hmm. update on what you think about the theme and then we can get into the nitty gritties. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it dip- so when we talk about like f- the relationship that Pakistani people have with food, I think it's important to note that that not only varies across like social class because for some reason our podcast always touches upon economics as it should, but I think in more broader more general terms it's also a very gendered conversation so mm-hmm. for example when you're younger when like at least when we were kids i don't know about like the kids growing up today with their new fangled tiktok technology uh but i feel old. oh yeah yeah we're we're, on, we're older gen zers like we're on the older side of tiktok we're 22 that's ancient we were always told like oh when you grow up you need to cook this for your in-laws yeah uh like uh you need to cook this for your husband like oh learn how to make like oh ye to dal chawal bhi nahi bana sakti like sasural ja ke kya kare right and i think that at least from an early age for me sort of colored the way that i saw food which is probably why at a very i still have a very much aversion to cooking even for myself because i'm like no i don't want to fall into that i mean it's not even really a patriarchal trap but i think my mind has just been conditioned to view it as such i completely agree i was actually speaking to someone about this on twitter which is well where you will find me talking about everything and anything without any filters so if anyone wants to catch me doing that which you don't i promise it's unmolar uh, fan 22 <laughs> but yeah so we were having this conversation i completely get it you know for the longest time i thought liking cooking would make me a bad feminist uh i think about this by myself mm-hmm. a lot you know so i when i was growing up when i was a kid my cousin and i were super into baking and you know we were really encouraged like oh dekho in dono ne kitne pyare khana banaye and it was like cute and very girly and then i started growing up a little bit and girly things started to bother me because they were what was conventionally expected and because there was such a large part of conventions that i actively rejected i felt like i couldn't accept anything that i didn't reject like i i was forced to reject the other half as well um and then i went to university and i really started getting into cooking as a form of self care 
And for the longest time, I felt the need to justify myself to people. You know, mm. I and now yeah. like I've been taking cooking classes and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I see it as a skill along with the self-care. You know, it's it's something that's really important to me. It's something that I do out of love for the people that I cook for. Uh, it's something that I do out of love for myself. It's something really therapeutic. But it took me a really, really long time to break free of that idea that I was doing it to be a good day seeker. Yeah. And I, I found myself thinking about this the other day because um, being a human being in this world, I have certain relatives that are conservative, certain relatives that aren't so conservative. And I was talking to one of my cousins who is from a more conservative family. Um, and she was talking about how she doesn't really like cooking. Um, she does it anyway when she wants to, but you know, she's not really a fan of it. And I, I found myself thinking like, oh, but I thought you would like it. Cause like your family background and stuff like that. And then I stopped myself and I'm like, wait that shouldn't be linked in your mind right so but like like you said it's so deeply ingrained in us of like being like a good desi housewife um and first of all the people who can cook are amazing um thank you hats off to you guys yes <laughs> you're so great <laughs> Uh, hats off to you I could never um but you see that at least in our society they're sort of taken for granted mm -hmm. like oh that's so normal to know how to feed a bunch of people from scratch and so we're sitting here being like no I've I've seen I've seen women cook for like parties of 30 people that's insane and then we're just we're just we're just chill about it I also think it's like, funny how you know we will go gaga over Michelin star chefs and Gordon Ramsay but like oh your God. wife is probably working more hours at home uh where is the appreciation oh yeah yeah and she's doing everything Yeah. Which is why there is a special place um, in my file of hatred that I have in my brain for people who criticize someone's cooking unnecessarily. Yeah. And we, we don't know who I'm talking about. Like it's, it's, and I know that you're probably picturing this individual because everyone has an individual like that in their lives. It, it always starts off with like, having like a little bit of the food and being like is it namak sara kam coming from a person who's probably not set foot in the kitchen to cook for the past three to five years yeah. but for some reason experts on uh for some reason the husband zaika ingredients of dishes like <laughs> of anything that you could have criticized You criticized one of the most subjective parts of an already subjective art form. Yeah, so, like yeah. in my cooking class, we're five students and then my teacher. And all of us have different tolerances for salt. So, you know, there's obviously this thing that we grow up with, with food uh, being told that it's part of our job almost. 
but then also you see it play around in so many other features as well for example when guests come over unko koi chai pani puchna hi hota you know you can't yeah. if you don't feed someone uh it's it looks rude and what i also don't get and personally i feel like maybe um this has to do with like my religious beliefs or just the fact that i think food is not even related to religion but like it's just a nimat you know so many people don't have it food insecurity is a huge issue in our country we should really value what we have um i don't get this formality around it i don't get why you have to ask someone three times just take it is something that i feel like we have just made a lot more complicated than necessary as a society like yaar in the words of the most famous indian movie that i think i will ever be able to relate to matter paneer pe focus kare great movie but yeah, true and so much of this informality i think comes around when you have a certain status because when mm-hmm. you are food insecure Uh, and I remember I did an article about this for perspective. I think it was the first article I ever wrote for the magazine back before the revamp in January. So this was like last mm. year, September. Not even oh wow, year before last now because it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, oh September twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, I did an article on food insecurity and how you know like foodie trends are popping up and everyone's a food critic and everyone's a food blogger. um and honestly like i'm not taking away from people's right to express themselves on public pages like that's what social media is for yeah i just feel like we have made it a status symbol you know someone who is not sure whether they're going to get ghar ka ghar ki raat ki roti mm-hmm. is going to treat food very differently to someone who has to decide which restaurant mm-hmm. to go to so they can snapchat and speaking of all these norms i don't understand i'm just going to come to like the davats that i go to i don't know how normal this experience is so if i just sound like a really ignorant piece of shit i am really sorry to all my listeners i am just talking about my own experiences um but so many times you know i will sit on the table and there would be table bhara hoga khane se you know like full of the best food you can find uh and log kya bol rahe hain khana plate mein dalenge बड़ी you know not even forget body positivity yeah. that was so last year no but seriously though um <laughs> i don't like talking about my body i don't like making it the center of conversation i don't think my physical appearances should dictate my mood not even to be happy i don't think it should have that much control over me you know like if i'm for me food has always been an experience i'm a massive foodie you know so i'm going to be sitting there with my plate of pulao like finishing it up and like some carbs the cost Okay, so don't eat them. No one is forcing pulao down your throat, you know. Yeah. Except for that one auntie who will force you to have pulao, which is again we talked about. It's yeah. a whole other issue. And I think this sort of like the way I analyze everything in my life just comes down to it being gendered. But I really think food is very gendered in our society. You know, um, mm. women are told not to eat too much, which is really weird. So I was talking about this with some of my family members. Actually, it was a very interesting conversation, and we were talking about how we, as especially as Punjabis. were raised as kids ke pura paratha nahi khaoge to you know ye ho jayega paratha khana zaruri hai like when i started fasting for the first time i was not allowed to fast when i was a kid 
until I had my full paratha mm-hmm. at Seri. You know, because one paratha is not enough. I'm talking about a paratha. So mm-hmm. I am very used to eating a lot of parathas. Like I have a big Punjabi yeah. appetite. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you get to this age, and people start eyeing the amount of food on your plate, and I'm like, but that's on you. You made us eat this much. You made our appetite grow. Bhook to aisi cheez hai jitni badhaoge bad jayegi. Yeah. You know, never taught me to control the amount of food on my plate. Now all of a sudden you want me to starve myself and make me feel shitty ki hai ab main khana nahi kha rahi. Oh, and it also goes the other way around. So sometimes so I typically don't have breakfast, which is a bad thing. I know people don't come for me if anyone's studying medicine or is just a normal human being. Um but I just I don't have breakfast. So if i am in a situation where i have to have breakfast i'm not going to have that much i'm just probably going to have like an egg and a and a slice of toast right it's not going to be a big massive thing and i've had people who look at my size and the amount of food on my plate and go oh are you dieting ek takalluf nahi karo aur le lo and i'm like i no this is just the amount of food that i want to Eat. and then you have all these aunties coming up to you and being like you know fake karne se koi dubla nahi hota i'm like i'm not even trying to do that i'm just sitting here with my egg and my toast i'm just trying to eat it yeah there's all these presumptions i mean so yeah. recently i actually a week ago i decided to become pescatarian um and a lot of it was for health reasons you know i'm trying to figure out some allergens and i had just haven't been feeling great about myself and i started running so i wanted to just have like lighter food and generally yahan pe gosht hi sabse heavy hota hai so i was like you know i'll skip that mm-hmm. out um and everyone's like hai tum dieting kar rahi ho and i was like do i look mm-hmm. like the kind of person who diets like food is my comfort just because mm-hmm. i'm eating sabzi abhi doesn't mean i'm going to go home, not go home and have a tub of ice cream there is no diet in this no. <laughs> oh But I think that's just because women are raised like that. I think we're made made to feel guilty for eating too much after a certain age, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe that also comes from the idea that we perhaps have to serve people before we eat. So, for example, once my daddy told me that when they were when they were young and newly married, and you know when they were growing up, there was this idea that tang ki boti ghar ke mard ko milti hai. Oh my God! Yes, I've heard of that. So there's all these things where the best food is supposed to go to men, and obviously, like I have not grown up in a family where this was not the case, you know. So for me, this was very suni sunai baatein. It was very yeah, different. Yeah. But mm. hearing them, I know that these things do exist in a large part of our community today, you know. Um, yeah. Food to a very large extent is still policed, and I think it's really weird, especially when you're growing up with siblings. Yeah, brother, ko jo hai do parathe khila rahe, aur beti ko bol rahe nahi, tum paratha nahi khaoge yaar. And I have seen parents who, in public, will comment on what their daughters are eating. It's not that you're hungry; you can't eat. Just stop. Yeah, and it's really upsetting. It's upsetting for us, but I don't think people old, at least some of the people that I've this. So the ways that I've heard these stories being retold to me is always. like from the perspective of praising the parent of oh like they on like falanki beti ko dekha tha unhone like she put on so much weight 
और फिर उन्हें तो काफी लाइक कड़ी नजर रखी हुई है कि क्या खाती है क्या नहीं खाती एंड आई थिंक दिस ऑब्सेशन विद बीइंग थिन एंड व्हाट वी ईट इज एक्चुअली um leads to unhealthier lifestyles because at some point you binge you know oh and that in the long run is worse for your metabolism and your immune system i think health wise the biggest thing that you can do for your immune system is have a healthy balanced diet and exercise but i don't exercise so i really can't make any such claims <laughs> <laughs> exercise is important though guys i have started running recently um when i say running it is 1 hour of walking and then 3 laps of running in the middle of that but i tell my child and there you have it she just dropped her exercise routine guys i am obviously the person to follow for fitness um yeah. no but on like fitness aside like even if you just look at the impact that it has on mental health and self esteem uh in mm-hmm. some ways i think this impacts men as well so you know i know a lot of boys who were always very very skinny and i was like oh tum khana nahi khate mm-hmm. tum ye nahi karte tum wo nahi karte um and so much of our food is related to like the visual like this idea that i'm just going to point out some random things that i think are really weird uh dulhan apna khana khud nahi kha sakti someone has to feed her really i have been told yeah i like for so long i was like oh dulhan apna khana khud nahi khayegi because you know hai khud khayegi kitna weird lagega and i know someone who was a bride and she specifically selected the menu for her wedding so she was like i want nihari and her mom was like tum nihari khaogi state wedding she was like ha maine apne liye rakhwai thi mujhe khani hai i haven't been to a wedding in so long man yeah but honestly like every time i will go to a dawat there will always be a charge kya kha rahe ho i have gotten once over and be like tumhara weight bahut kam ho gaya and i was like dieting kar rahe ho and i was like no i don't diet acha phir kaise hua and i was like i didn't ask for your opinion on my body please mere khane pe nazar lagana band kar do i really feel like is cheez pe khane pe nazar lagti i firmly believe in nazar um and i yeah. really feel like padti hai oh yeah yeah 100% i feel like yeah. this is also a measure of ungratefulness you know it is and it's also it, there's also like a very it, it also i think relates to your economic status as well cuz like it does for sure i think for sure mm-hmm. ki like oh we have like these preconceived notions about what types of food and what types of dishes um you should have if you belong to a very particular social class mm. right yeah. like oh you don't have steaks exactly What? right and like recently i was having a conversation with someone and for for context there was this like video that was very popular uh, a couple of weeks ago about this um uh, this guy who's a comedian and he was um he was putting on a very particular persona and he was criticizing the way that this one lady was making rice which mm-hmm. in his defense was a little weird cuz she cooked the rice and then washed it okay so that was kind of weird but i was having a conversation and it w- it was a very funny video though so people took it as like being very lighthearted hopefully i mean you never know with the internet but still and i was having a conversation with someone and they were like well i mean there are like various different ways to make food mm-hmm. and 
like people shouldn't really judge um the techniques that are made to make that food because that varies with region and that varies with culture and that's sort of also um you know because we also have like these measures of like okay even if you're having a particular dish you need to have it the right way so even if you're if you're having steak don't be like one of those like nouveau riche upstarts that has it well done go for like medium rare that's how we have steak here i'm just going to put out a massive disclaimer and say when it comes to steak i am a snob when it comes to how it's cooked yeah. okay. okay i don't think like i i feel like i just couldn't digest well done but also in my head i don't think that's an issue of looking down on someone I think I'm just mm-hmm. so big on food that I get really anyway I'm not I'm not defending my weird food snobbiness yeah. um, but it it's when it's used to like judge other people right so like oh aaj ghar mein dal pakki hai magar kis tarah ki dal pakki hai like kali dal hai so it means something else if it's like the regular like yellow dal it means something else उनके टेबल पे तो कोई गोश्त की डिश होती नहीं है बेचारे anyway but meat in itself is is a luxury at the end of the day it is so we did some i did yeah. some research recently and it showed that meat consumption in pakistan has severely declined with inflation like there was a meat shop owner that uh, i think one of these newspapers was interviewing for an article and he said that i've really noticed a trend in buying differences you know um but again because it's so linked to status i feel like a lot of people who may previously have been to afford meat for example twice or thrice a week and have probably reduced that now won't be able to admit it yeah yeah cuz a lot of our um going back to the daavat thing a lot of our like dishes that we have for like daavats and festivals are meat related in a way yeah kyunki like no one's going to put out dal or like uh aloo ki bhujiya or sabzi for a daavat at least in like the average middle class family that's going to they're going to be like no have like nihari or kunna or karhai or something like that yeah and i feel like that pressure sort of increases jab koi shaadi hoti hai ya jab janaza hota hai i think this is so weird mm-hmm. that when people come to your house for afsos you are required to feed them and it's generally yeah. meant to be something like nice kunna mangwa liya ya biryani mangwa liya these are expensive food yeah i've i've always had a problem with um like the janaza food thing cuz I remember like the first major funeral of of someone that I attended was um when I was like 15 16 and it was my great grandmother that had passed away and she mashallah had like a lot of kids and and a lot of like grandchildren and great grandchildren right and we were all there like 
you know, reciting whatever it was. And, and then you had all of these other people who were there just for the food. Yeah, like, people do that. When you, yeah, when you as a relative are there, like my mom came to me and she was like, oh, you should have something to eat. And I was like, I'm at someone's funeral. How can I even like think about having food? And then I went, I left the room and I was going into um, another part of the house and I just saw people sitting, just heaping platefuls of, of biryani. And I'm just like, this is not an excuse to have a free meal. Like, you can have excuses to have free meals, but not at a funeral. Like, not the janasa, please. Can we, can we just make that one an event where we don't stuff our faces? Yeah, I think the way that people deal with it and the pressure to feed people as a symbol of respect is, I think, really weird. I remember this friend of mine once told me that she was visiting her village um and obviously I think when landlords come back to villages uh there's this huge like status issue and class divide and she was like it was really hot so I really just wanted a glass of water but everywhere I would go they would offer me coke and they would send someone to get a bottle um so they would give me a soft mm-hmm. drink because they would specifically go like and she was like obviously then I did drink it but no one offered me water because it was as if yeah huh. have you have you ever had um have you ever been in a situation where a male relative of your family has been criticized for liking to cook or wanting to cook or has been overly praised for wanting or desiring to do that because I, so. I I grew up with like so my cousins on my dad's side of the family the male ones at least um a majority of them know how to cook mm-hmm. like basic foods i mean uh, even i just know basic foods but they would know how to like you know make sabzi stuff like that they know more than okay. me at least right so i like grew up with this thing of like okay yeah like yeah men men cook whether or not they choose okay. to do so is a different thing but you know, men can cook and men should cook. And then I compare that to my mom's side of the family. And it's considered a very effeminate thing mm-hmm. um, to know how to cook for a man. And it's been at least like some older relatives have criticized um, teaching your sons how to cook because According to them, it makes them more effeminate, which is apparently seen as a very bad thing in Pakistani society. Although it is my personal slogan that there is nothing wrong with an effeminate man. We need to encourage um, the cultivation of femininity in men. Men deserve to be feminine, which we're going to put on a t-shirt and wear everywhere. Um, But... I will sell that yeah. t-shirt on Perspectives website. Yeah. Guys, merch coming soon, courtesy of Zirak. Men deserve to be feminine. So I think one more thing that I really want to touch upon is just how much our eating physically affects us sometimes. Like, you know, we've talked about all these social stigmas around it and the way people are treated, particularly women. 
Um, but I think the gap with which we view food particularly is very interesting. So that research that I was talking about that I did for one of my articles, um, when you look at the numbers of food insecurity, particularly within the lower to economic classes, it is mm-hmm. 61%. Shit. And when you compare it between rural areas and urban areas, it's all, it almost doubles. Uh, with inflation going up, the fact that people now have to choose between their children's education and feeding them, it is mm-hmm. scary. And I feel like then there is a class in urban areas that just lives in a completely different world. You know, we're going to go out to like the most expensive restaurants and order a bunch of food and then half of it goes to waste because and I feel like that sort of perception of food is a really big part of disordered eating. Now, I'm no expert on eating disorders, so this isn't meant to be Mm -hmm. like a diagnosis or symptoms or anything. It's just what I've observed personally. Um, I feel like they just aren't talked about in many oh, ways. No. The this obsession with your body is also somewhat mm-hmm. of a disorder. You know, this idea that you can never look in the mirror and see yourself as thin enough. I know people who are size zeros or size twos who were like, "Hi, we have weight gain." Kar liya. And it's and I I I know that sometimes some particular diet behaviors that are encouraged are can lead to eating disorders like oh eat as much as you want but jaake bathroom mein ulti kar lo people say that so you want i i've heard people i've heard people give me that advice of like okay if you don't want to control what you eat whatever you want jaake phir ulti kar lena and then it's going to be fine and i never did that cuz and, and this is when i was a kid um And I never did that because I was like, ew, I don't want to throw up. But like, looking back on it, if I had actually done that, that's I mean. That's a very slippery slope. That's a, yeah. You know what sometimes our eating habits remind me of? Um, I remember how many times I did this, where, you know, I will come back from a really heavy dinner and go like, hi, it's so bad, 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 you know? Um, oh, I'm and then I re- is this the posh version of person's version of Haji Mola? Yes. <laughs> Bro. Anyway. Okay. Yes, of course. Moving we, we on, but you calling me out. We um, have Tom or, or you know Gavis, whatever, whatever the other one was. No, I, I have you read the Hunger Games? No, but I know the gist of. I've seen the movies. Okay, so there's a point where they're showing a party in the Capitol, and to show extravagance, they basically show that there's constantly food going around and these little drinks. So when you get full, you have one of those drinks. You go throw up so you can eat more. And sometimes that's what the extravagance in Pakistani society with food reminds me of. You are not allowed to stop until you are bursting. Then you are criticized for eating that much, and then you just want to do all the hazma so you can go do it all over again. And I think it gets to the point where we stop valuing the food we are eating. We become so used to seeing our tables full of food that yeah. actually, nay khayal reta the the value that someone who does not have that food will give to that food. Yeah. But I feel like if we go too far down this conversation, it's just going to take us down the same old road of us shitting on capitalism constantly. So this might be yeah. a good point to wrap up. Leave our listeners to think about the things we've said. 
Uh, I feel like this was an interesting conversation because we left left a lot of open ended room for debate. Uh, so I would love to hear mm-hmm. what you guys think. Uh, if you have any thoughts on it, so much of this was mine and Zero's own opinions. Um, and if you have Fine. any differing opinions, particularly, I think if you have different opinions, please leave them in the comments below. We would really like to hear it. For those of you who are new here, we do have previous episodes up on the website. Our podcast is also available on Apple Music. Um, the Instagram is the Perspective Mag, and our website is also the Perspective Mag dot com. So you can check out our previous articles, including the one that I mentioned in the podcast as well. Uh, and yeah, if you have any questions for either of us, we are always available in the digital world. So you can find us there. Yeah. yeah. And stay tuned for our next podcast where we debate the rise of carnivorous penguins. <laughs> there are no carnivorous penguins. Just, just putting it out there. That was. There's no such thing. We're, we're, we're okay. We're all right. The North is not rising.